Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Today we're talking about faith for favor. Do you believe in the favor of God? Let's check it out in Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul. How many times this week have you said that? O my soul. You have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. As for the saints who were on the earth, they are the excellent ones. How does that make you feel? Excellent, man. And whom is all delight? If you ever feel a little discouraged once in a while, just, just get into the Word and find out what God thinks about you. You're excellent. You're the good ones. Their sorrows shall be multiplied who hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names on my lips. O Lord, you are my portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. In other words, he stewards everything I have. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. This is good stuff. I will, I would say I will, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel, wisdom. My heart also has instructed me in the night seasons. I'm thankful for that. Amen. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest. Everybody say rest. My flesh will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul and soul or hell, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You shall show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. What a powerful passage of Scripture. If you want good instruction and teaching on the favor of God, take that Psalms 16 and digest that. Get that in your head. Get that in your heart and walk that and talk that and believe it for it is for you. Thank you, Father, for favor. Thank you for anointing. Anoint this vessel of clay. And we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody in the house said, Amen. Favor. What's favor? The boys in the back were talking about favor, and I said, I feel the flavor of favor. I, I want to take my time and talk about it because the word favor has been so polluted in the church world that a lot of us sort of run from that word when it's brought up. Or if I say the favor of God is over you, then automatically the religious people say, oh, you believe in that blab it, grab it concept. And to a degree, I get it, because there have been people that have just said, you know what, you're just going to pray for a million bucks right now, and you're going to get it, just like that. So just so we get that out of the way, so we're not clouded by a bunch of foolishness, is this. 
If God, the only way God would give you exceedingly abundantly amounts of finances, if he knows with all your heart, you'll give every dime of it away to bless someone else. Amen? If he knows we'll steward our stuff, whether it's land or buildings or money, he doesn't care because I'm telling you right now, my two or three million, your two or three million, it doesn't impress him. What impresses him is when you give it away to help somebody else. You with me? He said, freely you receive, freely give. So let's get all that flavor junk out of the way, okay? Favor is absolutely unconditional. What's favor? I'll tell you what favor is. is when every one of us were lost in our sin, and there was a song that was sang, a prayer was prayed, a sermon was preached, and the God of heaven who loves you unconditionally reached down and said, I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how many shortcomings you have. My love and my blood is greater than anything you ever did, every, every place you've ever been, and I will forgive you. That, my friend, is favor. Amen? It's when God gives to you and I something that we did not even deserve whatsoever. Amen? In 1 Samuel chapter 16, when Saul's looking for a king, and so he looks down and finds everybody, and he's trying to find the prophet, and he calls out the boys, and he calls out all the family, but he said, you must get another. And he pulls out this young, ruddy boy by the name of David and anoints him king in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and anoints him. The favor of God was on that kid from that very day forward. Was he perfect? No. Did he have it all together? No. Was it all great and a bed of roses? No. But favor of God was on him. Church, I'm telling you that God will reach down at certain times and seasons and he will unconditionally put a pile of favor on your life, on your ministry, on your home, on whatever you're doing, and let it just be what it is and what God wants it to be and let favor just flow. How does favor get stopped? Favor gets stopped at the street of doubt. So, for example, if I canvassed the whole, let's say I grabbed a thousand Christians, and I said, are you saved? Well, yes, some saved. I hope they would say that anyway. But I said, great, are you favored? Well, I don't know. All of us have been in that camp. Just the fact you are saved by the grace of God, you're favored. There is favor over the child of God. And the enemy doesn't want you believing that or knowing that, that the favor of God is in your home, in your heart, in your walk with God. The favor of God is always there. I was talking to a guy this week, and he texted me, and, man, he was down. He was discouraged, and he, he, he's not here today, but he might be online. I don't know. I really tried hard to get him here. I almost um, condemned him to get here, to be honest with you. Because he knew better. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I was just praying. I was doing a little prayer walkie thing here. And this is what came to me. So I wrote it down and I put it in a text and I fired off to him. I said, the favor of God is never part time. It's never hinged on the atmosphere or the weather of the day. It is not intimidated and actually finds the schemes of the enemy humorous. And the more that you and I come into alignment with his thoughts and his plans, the more joy that we will have on the journey. Amen? The favor of God is unconditional. It's there. Just accept it. Just know it. Moving on this morning. Favor, we say favor, 
produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. Favor gives back to you. We used to sing a song all the way back when I crawled off Noah's Ark. And we used to sing this song, and we do Jericho's. Probably you don't, some of you may not know what a Jericho is, but we used to do Jericho's around church. I know, I know that's unorthodox. I know that sounds kind of wonky, but we did. And it was, it was a Jericho because there's a store in the Bible about the city of Jericho, and they marched around it, and the walls come down. And we'd get all excited, and we would do, let's do a Jericho. Well, it only took two or three people in the room, and everyone else just followed along. And we'd sing the song and went back to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. Took back. And you know what we need to take back? You know what favor will restore in the house of God right now? Joy, peace, comfort, strength, all kinds of favor, radical favor, crazy favor, favor that would just blow your mind. I say sometimes to Ellie Johnson, God will bless the sight treat off you. The favor of God. Someone says, well, I lost this and I lost that. I guarantee you, if it was meant to be, God would get it back to you, but he won't just get it back to you. It will be double, quadruple, whatever it has to be for you to bless someone else. I was visiting a home this week. I think it was Thursday or fr- Friday morning. And the gentleman said to me, he said, Job, so what? He said, was the book of Job a parable? I said, no, the book of Job wasn't a parable. It was a real meal deal. And I said, I know it starts out kind of crazy. But at the end of the book, as because the guy just finished reading the book, I said, he got back double what he lost. The favor of God will bring back to you that which the enemy has stolen from you. Exodus 3 and 21 says it this way. I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall come to pass that when you go, you will not go empty. We are in a world that is really crazy. And let's face it, the spirit of the world does not want love, doesn't want joy, doesn't want peace, doesn't want the gifts of the spirit, doesn't want the fruit of the spirit, doesn't want love, doesn't want any of these things. That is the spirit of the Egyptians. But you know what? When God puts favor on you, I don't care if there's a hundred people and they've got no joy. I'm not going empty-handed. I am full. Amen? I'm not going empty. Who likes driving a car empty? Uh-huh. And you know what? This old bow here not going to go empty. It's going to be full. David said, what? My cup runs over. You're full of it. <laughs> he smiles, okay. I'm not going to go empty. Some of us today, we just need to look at, talk to ourselves. We need to tell the devil, you know what? I'm not empty. I'm so full of God's favor, it just keeps pouring out of me. It just keeps flowing out of me. I know these are crazy times, but I'm not going empty. I am not empty. I'm more fuller than I've ever been full. I don't know if that's even good grandma, but I don't really care. I, it's, I'm so full. I am so full. It's just coming out of me everywhere. Amen? In the midst of loss, and what's the key to this? And this is why I gave you this scripture, this passage. What's the key? What's the secret to this? Stay in his presence. Why? In the presence of the Lord, there's what? Fullness of joy. I am so full. The only way you will continually have favor is stay in his presence. Amen? How do you do that? Real simple. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. Stay in worship and keep a clean heart. I didn't say perfect, did I? 
Amen. Because we're not perfect. But at the end of the day, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to press on. Favor. And I'm moving on because I've got several points I want to share with you today on the favor of God and having faith for favor. Favor produces honor in the midst of your adversaries. Exodus 11 and 3. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt in the sight of Pharaoh and Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. When those people saw Moses coming, there was talk in the camp. Moses is coming. Moses is coming. That guy that has real cool tricks, he's coming. That guy that seems to know everything about everything, that guy that seems to figure stuff out when no one else can, guess what? There's a crowd of those Israelites coming down the road. Let's respect them. You get what I'm saying? God in this season and moment of time has positioned the church for such a time as this. That this world ought to be looking at this church for answers, for respect, for love, for acceptance, and for favor. That somehow we got this crazy amount of favor in a world that is full of chaos. Amen? How do I do it? In the midst of everything going on that goes against even some of the things that we believe and everything sometimes we stand for. So how could such crazy things go on? I don't care what the weather is. I don't care what the season is. We live in full-time favor, and that season never shuts off. Amen? I'm going to have favor with God. Favor with God. I'll give you, you want a story of favor? Okay, I'll tell it to you. I think I told it to you before, but it's worth telling. I'll tell you a favor. I moved down here 23 years ago, probably closer to 25. I really felt in my spirit I had never been, I was thinking about this actually driving in this morning as a little boy. Of course, I talked to my mom today. It's her happy birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. (laughs) Because I teased her and said, oh, what's it like to be 49? She's not 49, but I'm not going to tell your age because that would be kind of not cool. And I was thinking, dry, driving in, I, I was the kind of guy, I grew up in Boystown, I grew up in the woods, I was a redneck boy, I was a farmer boy, loved it, loved the farm, loved all that jazz. Loved, and and the, big, the biggest trip was either Fredericton or Ripples. Now, Ripples is just outside of Minto, but that's about the two biggest trips of the year. And once a year, we got to go to PEI to visit my aunt, who was pastoring a church in Surrey at the time. So I didn't get out much, that's what I'm saying, Okay. So I remember my first trip to Charlotte County. I thought, man, I'm going to the end of the earth. I drove and I drove and I drove and I drove. I understand. I tripped to Boyston as far as I was ever going to get half the time. And I got here and something hit me and said, and the Holy Spirit said, I have a mission for you in this region. And I have tried so many times to leave this county. But every time I got back in his presence, the Holy Spirit said, this is where you need to be. I said, well, the Bible says if a man don't work, he don't eat so good. I got you in the corner, God. I don't get a job, so I go back to the farm. Holy Spirit, you stay. Holy Spirit said, you stay. I said, but I can go. I even called my boss. His name is Joe Shanks. I said, Joe, I, okay, I'll come back, and I'll do whatever needs to be on the farm. And he says, well, I, re- I re- replaced your position, Joe, and I'm sorry, but. You said you're, you're moving away. So I said, well, God, I'll go get another job. I'll go, I don't know, I'll go do something, but I don't have a job in Charlotte County, so this isn't going to work. And so anyway, long story short, 
I began to apply for jobs. And understand around here the jobs I qualified for was feeding fish on a salmon farm. I never drove a boat. I don't know how to swim. Still don't know how to swim. Don't know anything about anything. Never saw a fish farm before in my life, and I applied for a job at the MB Salmon Growers Association. That's where they do all the research and all the development and all the, all the medical stuff for fish and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I thought, well, I'm just going to show God up. I'll just show him that, you know, this is not meant to be in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to put a resume right in there. And I put a resume in every salmon farm company there was in Charlotte County. Never got a call. Never got a call. But then one day, bless the sweet stars, salmon growers gave me a call. I went to see him. It was Monday morning. His name was Nelson Allward. He's done the interview. And I said, I got a question for you, Nelson. What's that, Jody? He's, I said, how many have applied before I got here? He goes, actually, you're the last one. And there's about 15 ahead of you. And they all have experience. They all know how to run a boat. They all have either fed fish or done something before on the farms. I said, great. I get in the car, took off. I sound like Paul Harvey. Now you know the rest of the story, right? I said, Lord, I'll tell you what. Nelson said by Friday, if he needs me, he's going to call me. You tell him to call. If this is meant for me to be in Charlotte, not about this job, but just meant to be in this region, I want him calling me before Friday. Ha! Take that, God. We've all been there, haven't we? We've all been there. Well, maybe some real spiritual people you have, and I don't know, but for me, Blessed sweet stars, Carlos, 1 o'clock Thursday afternoon, ding-a-ling-a-ling, the old telephone that hung on the wall. No cell phone. Jody, it's Nelson Allward. We met as a team, and we'd love to have you, but we've only got one problem. Oh, okay, I like problems right now, so give them to me so I can get out. He said, we need you first thing tomorrow morning because we're doing a harvest, and we need your help. Favor. I got that job. I stayed on that job for about six to eight months. And check this out. There was a major transition going on in the agriculture world at that time. I stayed there for just a few months. They shut that farm down, made some major transitions. All the staff left. They kept me on. My boss moved on to the, to the uh, community college, got a job there. I got his job as the uh, guy that audited vaccines. Built a whole program with a bunch of scientists, met all kinds of crazy people, gave me all kinds of crazy amount of training on vaccines and auditing and safety procedures and the whole nine yards, and stayed there until God moved me on to something else. What I'm saying is the favor of God, the favor of God, the favor of God, even sometimes when we don't think it's even in our best interest, the favor of God set me up to do ministry in this region and stay here. That's the favor of God. There, I, I, it's okay. There are people that will talk themselves out of the blessing, talk themselves out of the favor, talk themselves of the miracle. But you know what? At the end of the day, God will get a hold of us. God will convince us. God will show us. And I never looked back. That was 25 years ago. And it's like, okay, God, you win. Favor of God. 
And I found so many times and so many positions that in that moment and season of my life when I was just a young 18, 19-year-old whippersnapper that didn't know a thing about a thing, how God would line stuff up. Then I met the likes of Brother McKean and people like that and just lined everything up. I'm saying that the favor of God will put you full of favor. He will give you favor in the sight of whoever you're around. God will give you the answers and insight and understanding and intuition when maybe you shouldn't even have it. He'll let you run a boat when you never run one before. He'll let you fall in the ocean when you never sank before or never swam before. But God will help you right through it. Amen? Amen. The last one I'm going to give you this morning on favor is this. Favor produces great victories in the midst of great impossibilities. Joshua chapter 11 verse 24. It was of the Lord to harden their hearts that they should come against Israel in battle that he might destroy them utterly and that they might have no favor but that he might destroy them as the Lord commanded Moses. Understand these Egyptian armies, these crazy armies that come against them were trained, were equipped, had all the resources and naturally speaking all of the odds were against Israel. But time after time after time as you could find in your reading in the Old Testament, despite against being against the odds, despite the fact of being out-equipped and out-trained and out-resourced and out-financed, every time God won the battle, God would give you victories in the midst of great impossibilities. And I'm talking to people in the room today or online that maybe you're facing impossibilities, but I'm telling you today that the favor of God that is upon you Stay in his presence. And maybe you'll say to yourself this week, it's impossible. That won't work out. And God's saying, don't worry. I'm lining her all right up. Favor of God. Favor of God. I was talking to a couple here just this morning. They had to face a checkpoint situation. I'm not going to get into the details. That wouldn't be very fair of me to do that. But they were facing a checkpoint. And they got to the checkpoint, got all the papers done, but not everything was lined up. We're hoping for the best. And got to the checkpoint, not a soul there. God's with us, church. God's with us. Favor of God favor of God, the favor of God. It's written all over the church. That's why he confidently would say the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I'm talking to some people. You could all stand up here and give a story or a testimony of how the favor of God has blessed you and took you to places that otherwise you never could have got to, faced impossibilities that God says, no, that is possible. And God says, you know what? I'm going to take you above. I'm going to take you beyond. I'm going to take this thing and just take the whole roof right off and I'm going to just let you exceed. Impossibilities. So worship team comes back. I'm going to wind this up. Favor of God. What's the favor of God? What's the word favor even mean? I went back to the Hebrew for this. One of the first times it's brought up, it talks about how Noah found favor with God. And the first word in the Hebrew definition of the word favor is approval. Approval. What's one of the biggest struggles that the human race faces with each other and the Christian faces with God? Acceptance. We fight it all the time. 
God don't hear my prayers. God doesn't hear my stuff. God doesn't hear my concerns. God doesn't hear my worries. Yeah, acceptance. The second line that comes up in this is called special benefits. I like special benefits. If we're special, we must get special benefits. And I'm special, and I know for sure you guys are. We're a peculiar people. We have a royal priesthood. We're of a holy nation. So if there's benefits, I want the special ones. Special ones. I remember being in the insurance industry, and there'd be a claim that would come, and I did everything in my power to make that claim work, so pay out the claim, whatever that was, whether it's a life insurance claim or a, a loss of wealth or investments or a loss of an asset, a house or a business or whatever it may be. And I always love calling them up with a second phone call saying, oh, by the way, there's a special benefit in the clause of your policy that you paid for quite a while ago. And I'll never forget, we had a flood situation, I think it was back in 2010, 2011, whatever it was, and we put on this major campaign for this thing called sewer backup coverage. And everybody had a minimal coverage as a, as a uh, standatory clause in the policy. But to get the extra, the agent had to advise and the client had to purchase and sign off on it. And we went, went through this major campaign that we didn't know this flood was even coming our way. And so we went through this major campaign and we sold all kinds of this flood coverage that went beyond sewer backup stuff. So long story short, I remember going through those cases one at a time and picking the phone up and saying, I've got good news for you. There's a special benefit on your policy. I'm telling somebody today, you may have gone through a claim this week. You may feel like adversaries are against you. You may feel like the enemy is against you. But I'm telling somebody today, you got special benefits. Favor and grace and mercy are tied together. And I'm talking to somebody today and you're facing it. And you're looking at the giant. And God says, get your eyes off the giant and get your eyes on favor. Get your eyes on favor and I'll be with you. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.